0: Well, good morning. It's good to have you with us this morning. I'm glad that you have come to worship, and especially today as we gather to celebrate that Christ is risen. Uh, For the entirety of the Christian faith, everything hinges on today. If Christ is not risen, then quite frankly, this is all foolishness and life All of life, for everyone, everywhere, is without meaning. And that may seem like an overstatement, and yet the fact remains that it is true. Unless Christ is risen, um, we have no hope. But we celebrate this morning because He is risen. And because He is risen, we have hope. I want to invite you to turn with me in your Bible, if you have one this morning. If if not, it will be on the screen in just a moment. John's Gospel, chapter 8. John's Gospel, chapter 8. As you're turning there, there was a movie that came out in the late 90s. Uh, You may have seen it. It is called The Truman Show. The Truman Show. And it was a unique movie, and movies often aren't unique. In fact, most of the time, movies follow the same storyline, and the characters are different, and that's what distinguishes one movie from the next different types of characters or different settings, but The Truman Show is one of those unique movies because this man, his name was Truman Burbank, from the time he was born, a camera was on him everywhere he went. Every moment of the day, everywhere he went in his town, everywhere he went in his home, there were thousands and thousands of cameras surrounding Truman Burbank. Now, that's not a surprise to us today because we see shows like this all the time, right? We see reality television. But the unique thing about the Truman Show in this movie is he had no idea. A world had been constructed for him. Everything around him, though he didn't know it, was fake. His wife was an actress. His best friend was an actor. Everyone he met in a given day, everywhere he went, was a stage. An entire town had been built for Truman, and every part of his life was on 24-hour television. Now, he didn't realize it, but in the end, Truman was a slave to the television audience. And the movie tracks part of his life as he begins to realize that something is going on, something is not right about his life Things seem too perfect. People act strange when they're around him. He'll occasionally find little holes in the plot that are going on. He'll see part of the background that he's not supposed to see. He'll see backstage on the set that he he wasn't supposed to see. And every turn, whenever that happens, there's something that'll come on the radio or on the television that'll try to calm him down so that he doesn't get too anxious and he, he doesn't get too inquisitive about what is happening. And I won't tell you the end of the movie, because maybe you've not seen it and you want to, but, but Truman finally realizes that something is going on. And he determines within himself that he's going to find out what it is and that he's going to be set free. Because even though he thought he had the ability to to go here and to go there, to experience life as he chose to do, what he'd come to realize is that he was a slave to the world around him. And as much as he tried to escape it, as much as he tried to fight against it, nothing was going to let him go. He was worth too much, in fact at one point in the movie, the the show's creator, this show that is taking place within this movie that we're watching, begins to speak to him from the sky, almost like God, telling him what was best for him. But what Truman really wanted was freedom. And yet, in the world that he was captured in, he was a slave to what was around him. As we think about Easter... I want us to think about this in our time this morning. How do we become free? We all need to be free. You may think this morning that you are free, but Jesus speaks to a group of people who had that same belief. They believed that they were free, but as he demonstrates to them they weren't free at all. But in reality, they were slaves to something called sin. They were slaves to their disobedience toward God, and they didn't even realize it. And yet he tells them in the passage this morning how they can be free. That's what I want us to look at and consider. And so we're in John chapter 8. If you're visiting with us, our, our tradition is to stand as we read God's word, and so I would invite you to do that as we read John, 8, chapter, or John chapter 8, verses 31 through 38. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth. I know that you're offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. I speak of what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have heard from your father. You may be seated. How do we become free? We live in a, a country and in a culture that values our freedom. We have had generations of of soldiers who have went and lost their lives so that we would have freedom here in our country. It's a a word we are familiar with, and yet sometimes we do not understand the concept within the terms of of how Jesus is describing it here. Jesus desires that, that the people he is talking to, and he desires for us this morning, that we would be free And so many people who live in places around the world who believe they are free aren't truly free because they are still slaves to what the Bible calls sin. Sin is when we disobey what God has said. And as the Bible pictures it, we are all in one of two places in our life. We are either slaves to sin, we are literally born as slaves to sin under its power, Or we have been set free by Christ. We've been given hope. We've we've been given power. We've been given blessings because He has set us free. It's the thing that we most think about in this weekend as we think about the cross of Christ on Friday and the, the empty tomb of Christ on Sunday morning. The Bible tells us that when God made us, He made us in His image, He made us perfect. But instead of remaining that way, we have chosen to disobey God. It's called sin. And when we disobey God, it it separates us from God. It, It separates us from a relationship with the very one who made us. And so the thing that we celebrate this weekend as we celebrate Christ going to the cross and as we celebrate God raising him from the dead, we we celebrate and rejoice in the fact that because Christ died in our place, we do not have to die separated from God. But our relationship with God can be restored because God told Adam and Eve, a long time ago, back in the first book of the Bible in Genesis, he, he told them that if they disobeyed, if they went their own way, that it would cause them to die. And instead of listening to God, they, they chose to, to do their own thing, as we so often do, and go our own way, as we so often go, and it separated them from God. But God has, has brought that relationship back together. He has given us an opportunity to to follow him and and be a part of his family and and be a part of his kingdom. And he has done so through his son. And so it's his son who is here talking and he's talking to these these people who who are saying now, hey, we believe in you. And he wants them to know what does that actually mean? What does it mean to, to follow Jesus and have freedom? He tells them in, in verse 31 there, if you abide or if you believe in my word, you are truly my disciples. He tells them, if you believe in what I have said, if you believe in what I have taught, if you believe in me and you abide in me, you remain in me, you believe in me, then you are my disciples. And friends, that's what we ultimately want. Because God has made us to where our desire is to, to follow, to worship. And, and we follow all kinds of things in the world. Some of you are sports fans and you, you follow your sports team. You want to keep up with what they are doing. Some of you, are, you like celebrities. You want to know what's the next movie they're going to make. What's the next TV show they're going to be in. If you like artists, as far as musical artists, what's the next album they're going to put out? When's their next single going to become available? But ultimately in life, what we need is to follow someone greater than ourselves. What we need is a relationship with the one who made us. And that comes about by being a disciple of Jesus. So he says, if you you believe in my word, if you abide in my word, then you will become, you will be my disciples. Not become, I I misspoke there, you are truly my disciples, he says. You are my disciples. And what will happen, then you will know the truth. In John's Gospel and, and as a church, we've been going through John's Gospel together We we know that from John's Gospel, when he talks about the truth, he is talking about Jesus. You will actually know Jesus if you follow and believe his word. You will know him. You will know who he is. You will know what he has done. He is the truth. And when we know the truth, what happens? The truth will set you free, he says in verse 32. When you believe in me, You are my disciple, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. What does it set you free from? If if you're a Christian this morning, you know that that Jesus sets us free from so many things. And, And each one of you may have an opportunity in your life to say, Well, Jesus has set me free from this. I was caught up in addiction, and Jesus has set me free from that addiction. I had broken relationships, and and Jesus set me free from those broken relationships. He, He mended those relationships. He set me free from that. And all of those things are true, and what they all come down to is that when we know Jesus, He sets us free from the bondage of sin that separates us from God. Again, when we are slaves to sin, when sin owns us, when it is our master, He sets us free from that. That's how we're set free. That's how we can be free. Again, going back to the, the illustration, when, when Truman realizes that he is, he is bound up by whatever it is, he doesn't even know what to call it, whatever it is that is happening around him, When he sets free, when he's set free from that, he's set free from the fear that has been instilled in him, and and he's set free to to go and do his own thing and, and live his life instead of being under this bondage. Friends, how infinitely more powerful it is when God sets us free from the bondage of sin. It may be, as it often is, that you don't even realize. That you're bound up by sin. You believe that you're just kind of doing your own thing and, and going through life however you want to, that you're making your own decisions, that you're choosing the, the path that you're going to go down, that, that you're choosing what's going to happen in your life. And what you don't even realize is that, that ultimately you're under the bondage and slavery of sin. every every thought that you have every decision that you make while you may think it's your own and you may think it's it's right in your eyes and it's the way you want to do it you may not even realize that the whole time you've been under the bondage of sin unable to make your own decisions unable to do things on your own that's how you become free but now there. are a couple of objections that happen here, and they may be ones that you have. When, when, when you hear someone say, Hey, this is how you become free, you, you may think, Well, I don't need that. I, I have no need for, for what, you're, what you're selling this morning, Pastor. I, I have no need of what you're saying. These are similar objections that Jesus hears in this passage. Look what in verse 33. They answered him. So they hear him say this thing about becoming free. And they say, we are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Now, what they're going back to is they're talking about one of their ancestors. His name was Abraham, and God had made some pretty big promises to Abraham. And so they're going back and looking at that and saying, well, Don't you know who my great, 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 great granddaddy is? Remember all the things that God said to him? I don't have anything to worry about. We've never been enslaved to anybody. Now, it's kind of ironic that they would say that because if you know much about the Bible, you know that that these people he is talking to, these Jewish people, they have been slaves to people several times. They were slaves in the country of Egypt Other countries came in and conquered them and carried them off into slavery. In fact, as Jesus is saying this, the the Roman Empire, which stretched across the entire world, uh, they've conquered them, and they're in charge. They tell them what to do, and they tell them where to go. But somehow they have it in their mind that they're not under bondage. They're not in slavery. But the reality is that this is not the slavery he's talking about. Even though these people considered themselves to be very religious, they knew all the right things to say. They knew exactly when in the service to stand up and when to sit down. They knew all the words to the songs. They had all the books of the Bible memorized. They knew all of those things. But they were far from God. You know That's been some of us in our life. We knew when to stand up and when to sit down, and we came to church on Sundays, and we knew the rituals, and we knew all the lingo, we knew all the stuff to say, and we knew the special handshake and all of that stuff, but we were far from God. We didn't really know Him. We knew about Him. We knew the right things to say, but we didn't know Him, and that's exactly what He tells them in verse thirty-four. He says, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin, and the slave does not remain in the house forever. In other words, the the one who keeps practicing sin, we we say the right thing, and and we we look good on the outside, and again, we we know the, the secret handshake. There's not really a secret handshake, by the way, but it's a good example, I guess. We know this, but we're far from God. We, we grew up in church, or, or we grew up in a religious family, or our grandfather was, was religious, or our grandmother was religious, and she prayed for us, and she read her Bible. We know those things, but we're far from God. Jesus tells them here, you're still a slave to sin. Because unless you have believed in Christ, unless you have believed in Him, abided in Him, become His disciples, you are far from God. And he's saying that to these religious leaders who have not been set free by the Son. They have not been set free by Jesus. They have not believed in him. In fact, we know as we've been going through John's Gospel, they reject him and they hate him and they push him away. They're planning, even as we're reading this, they're planning to kill Jesus. And yet they still think that they are followers of God. You may say this morning, I'm not a slave to sin. Friends, the only way that we're not a slave to sin is by following Jesus. It's not by being good enough because we can never be good enough to follow Jesus. We can never be good enough to have a relationship with Him because God is here and He is perfect. And His demand on us is not to be good but to be perfect. And unless we can say we are perfect, we have never done anything in our entire life that would make God angry, that would disappoint God, that would break His heart as we teach the kids at the Good News Club. Unless we can say we've never done any of that, and we can't say that we are perfect. And so we need... To have a relationship with a perfect God. But the only way we can have a relationship with a perfect God is not through what we do, but through Jesus. And Jesus says that if we will follow him, if we will follow his word, then we can have that relationship with God. So you may say this morning, I'm not a slave to sin. Friends, the only way we can say that is through having a relationship with Jesus. Any other way will not be sufficient. And that's what he has to tell these religious leaders. He's going to tell them in just a moment that he he knows. He knows who their, their great, 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 all those greats' grandfather is. He knows where they have come from, but it's not enough. They have to have a relationship with the Son. Everyone who is a slave to sin is far from God. Now, a second objection you may make this claim. They, they say, we know God. When they say back in verse 34, we are, or sorry, verse 33, we are offspring of Abraham. What they're telling us is they're saying, we know God. We know God. How can we be far from God? We know who he is. Maybe this morning, that would be your objection. I don't need to be set free from anything because I know God. Friends, the Bible tells us that the way we know God is through Jesus. That while we experience God in many different ways, creation, we're told in the book of Romans, creation is is crying out, creation is telling us that there's a God. When we go stand on the side of a mountain and we look out and we just see the beauty that God has created. God is telling us that he is there. He is crying out to us that he is real. Friends, the way we know him is through Jesus. He tells them in, in verse 37, I know that you're offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. He saying, you say you know God. You, you say you know Him because you are, have come from this family that God has blessed. Some of us might even make that claim. We look back at our, our parents and our grandparents and our great-grandparents, and we, we see people who, who love God, and, and they, they prayed, and they read their Bible, and they told other people about Jesus, and they, they went to church, and they were, they were involved in all of those things. We might look at that and be tempted to say, hey, look where I come from. I know God. Look at at what I've done in my life. Look at what I've done in the past. I know God. Jesus says that, that they can make that claim, and yet even at this moment, they are trying to kill him. He looks at how they are living. He looks at what they are doing. And he realizes he knows that this claim that they know God is not true because of what they are doing. They do not obey what God has said. They're not listening as God has sent his son to tell them this good news. And so they object. We know God, we don't need to be set free. We know who he is. We know what He's done. We've heard stories about God. We've heard people talk about Him. Our, Our parents knew God. We know God. We don't need to be set free. Friends, I'm afraid there's a lot of people, a lot of people in our world who have to live day in and day out under this weight of disappointment and despair. This weight that sin has brought on their life. The the pain of addiction and the pain of broken relationships. The pain of heartache. The pain of past mistakes. They live under that bondage every day. And they find no comfort in making the claim, I know God. And the reason they find no comfort when they when they say that thing and when they, when they come to even a church service and they sing, they find no comfort because they've never been set free. They've never been set free by the Son. They've never been set free from the bondage of their sin. They live daily under that weight because they hand, they cannot... They cannot sympathize. They cannot understand verse 36, which, which says, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. They, they find no comfort in that. And yet Jesus, as we think about this, this cross this weekend, as we think about this empty tomb, Jesus came not to simply cause us to, to know God, but so that we would be set free from our sin. And by being set free from our sin, we could have a relationship with the God who made us. many people maybe you this morning you live under that that weight that bondage of sin and you have never been set free you're like these religious people and you know who jesus is and you you go through motions with jesus you you attend a church or you pray or you read your bible or you do some of those things that you think are and are important But you have never experienced what Jesus says about believing in his word, believing what he has said, both what he has taught and what has been said about him, that he came and lived a perfect life. That when he went to the cross and died, he did so to pay the penalty of your sin. The Bible tells us that the penalty of that sin would be death. That if we do not have a relationship with Christ, that the penalty of our sin, our disobedience toward God, it remains on us. We have to deal with that. But what we find out at the cross is that Jesus has paid that penalty. Jesus has died in our place and when we believe in Him, when we believe in His Word, we are His disciples. We know Him. We know the truth. And He has set us free. Friends, this morning, if you're just kind of having a relationship with God, as far as you're, you're just doing some things that you think will make God happy, That that you're trying to know God by, by whatever you're experiencing in the world. Let me encourage you with this. The way to know God, the way to have a relationship with God is through Christ. And the way that we do that, we believe we, we stop doing it our way. We say, we're I'm not going to follow my way anymore. I'm not going to follow my sin anymore. I'm going to turn to Christ. I'm going to be dependent upon Him. He is the one who will bring me into a relationship with God. Not something I do, not as good as I can be, not the things I go through, but I will believe and follow in Him. Friends, when we make that commitment, when we trust in Him, He forgives us of our sin. He washes it away. He takes the burden of our sin upon himself, the weight of what we have done. He takes it upon himself, and he gives us hope. We know then that that we have the promise of a bright future with him. We we have the promise of eternal life with him. We no longer have to rely on ourselves and trying to be good enough. We can understand that when we have been set free, we have been set free indeed. Friends, if you do not know God this morning, if you're far from Him, you've you've been running, you've been doing your thing, you've been trusting in yourself, you, you failed to realize that you are a slave to sin, friends, I want to encourage you that this morning you can turn to Christ. I go back to the movie and those profound moments as the movie begins to escalate. At the beginning, Truman's looking around and he, begins, he just notices things are off. But by the end, he realizes that there is something working against him being free. And those who are sitting up above him, acting and playing God in his life, They throw everything at him they can. Every fear that he has, they can create on a computer. Everything he's terrified of, every distraction that they can throw in his way, every temptation that they can put up that will try to stop him from being free. As the movie plays out, all of those things come into being. There are plenty of things this morning that will come in your way to keep you from God. Satisfaction with the way your life is, fear of what others will think, uncertainty about your life and its direction. Friends, let me encourage you with this. On Friday, as Christians, we remember the cross where Christ gave His life. And today, uh, on Sunday, and every Sunday when we gather, we gather on the first day of the week, on the Lord's Day, to remember that He has risen, that the tomb that Jesus once occupied was empty. And not only was empty, but continues to be empty. God demonstrated His power in raising Christ from the dead. And the promise that God makes to every person who believes in Him is that we will also live with Him forever. A promise made and a promise kept as God raised His Son from the dead. Whatever fear, whatever uncertainty might keep you from following Christ, Let me promise that at the cross, at the empty tomb, the fear fades away. He has given us hope, and He has given us a promise of new life. And this morning, if you do not know Christ, if you have never believed in Him, if He has never set you free from your sin, friends, before you leave this place, let me share with you more about how you can know Him. If you know him this morning, we celebrate because the tomb is empty. But friends, we go to tomorrow and the tomb is still empty. And we still live as if the tomb is empty. Because in Christ we have been set free. The burden, the bondage of your sin is gone. You are free in Christ and we must live like it. But if you've never been set free by Christ, today is the day for Christ to set you free. Will you pray with me a moment? Heavenly Father, God, we thank You for Your grace. We thank You that we can gather together, that we can sing praises to You, that we can celebrate what You have done, that we can celebrate that You have risen. Christ is risen indeed, and we are grateful. God, I know with the number gathered with us this morning that, God, there are some who don't know you. God, whatever it is that is keeping them from you, whatever it is that that has prevented them from following you, God, I pray that you would remove that out of the way, that you would remove all fear, all uncertainty. God, anyone who is here this morning under the bondage of sin, Slaves to sin, whether they realize it or not, God, I pray that you would set them free. That you would remove the weight of sin. And that, God, you would bring them into your family. God, no matter who they are, no matter where they're at in life, God, if they don't know you, God, I pray this morning they would follow you. God, cry out to their heart. God, do a great work in their life. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. I want to invite you to stand. We're going to sing a final song. This morning, if if you've never been set free, today is the day to do so. Don't put it off. Don't wait. Today is the day to be set free. Would you come during this song? Just come down to the front, and I would love to share with you how you can follow Christ. Friends, if you do know Christ and you're still living under the burden of sin, the weight of that, today's the day to do away with that. That that has no place in your life. You have been set free by Christ. Would you respond to God's word? Come and and pray. Pray God would do a mighty work in your life, that he he would move in your life. But especially if you don't know him, come, let me pray with you how you can know Christ as we sing together.